You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Hour number two here, Magnificent Football Monday. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network. We'd like to welcome in our audience watching the show right now on Stadium. We appreciate you very much. And over the course of the next two hours that will be broadcast on Stadium, we're going to bring you tons of information, tons of analysis, and tons of bets. Maybe not tons of bets, but we'll give you as many bets as we've got coming up for Week 10 in the National Football League. And if you're asking, like, Week 10, week, it's not, week 9's not over yet. Don't worry. In the final hour of the show, we'll bring you our bets for the Jets and the Chargers tonight on Monday Night Football, side total and props, in addition to all our hockey and NBA bets for tonight as well. But uh, we don't wait until the end of the week to handicap the National Football League. We're trying to get it ahead of the market now and give you, dear listener and dear viewer, the best information that we can give in order for you to make some valuable bets. Maybe you agree with us, maybe you disagree, but we're going to have conversation about all these games coming up for Week 10 in the National Football League today. On the show. Next hour, one guest joining us today, the whale capper, our friend Drew Densick, giving us NBA bets, bets for the Jets and the Chargers, and his favorite look right now, Week 10 in the NFL. So, Ken, let's get back to it. Jake, bring the music up, please. Um, and if you want our breakdown, by the way, if you're watching on Stadium of the Bears and the Panthers on Thursday Night Football, check it out in podcast form. We did a segment on it to end hour number one of the show. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcasts. And also, another hello to everyone listening to us on Satellite Radio, Sirius 217, XM 205. We hashtag appreciate you very much. Uh, Ken, we move to Germany on Sunday morning. Guten Morgen. Where we go from the, the Chiefs and the Dolphins to the Colts and the Patriots. You know what's fun? Driving a Lamborghini and then driving a Ford Pinto right afterwards. Uh, so Indianapolis and New England, uh, a far cry from the halcyon days of Peyton Manning and Tom Brady here. Uh, Gardner Minshew and Mac Jones. We'll see about Mac Jones. Mac Jones saying after the game, it's hard to stay confident when you keep losing. You think? <laughs> I do. I do think. Uh, at our show sponsor, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, the current side and total market, Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m., kickoff time in Frankfurt. The Colts, two-point favorites against New England. The total here is 43 and a half. Can pen, pencil, blood, or blank, thoughts or bets, or both, Colts and Patriots? I don't have a bet on this game right now, and I think with Thursday night football, and, you know, for people watching on stadium, you, you, you can listen to the podcast segment for more, but the idea is like, all right, if the market's going to get bet out on the field's news, or because Carolina looked so bad, and you're going to get more than a field goal with Carolina, or I would like better than that, like four would be really nice, um, then it's wait and bet Carolina. And I was hoping, as a result of the Patriots losing again, 
and the Colts playing very well against Carolina, Ursay's dancing in the locker room, you know, they they are at least kind of alive for the seventh spot in the playoffs. Now, I don't think they're going to get that spot. Like, they're, they're a little far behind right now, but they're at least alive for it still because they won the game. I was hoping, in my head, I go, I, you know, I look at the next week games and I just go, is this ever going to be three? Like, could this ever be Colts three? And I would bet the Patriots. And it opens like one and a half, two, and then the action is on New England. Like, it goes down to one. It's a one in a bunch of places right now. I'm just never going to get the number I want to bet the Patriots in the game. And I, now it's like, well, wait a minute. If the Patriots are going to get bet like this, what number would I bet the Colts at in the game? Like, what number now, would I, which is not something I ever thought would happen. I was like, well, Patriots off that game, Colts off that game. What number do I need to bet New England? That's I was thinking of it only in terms of one team. I think we're just in between the two numbers. I need to bet the two sides right now. I think this is fine. I really, really thought we were going to get Colts three, like two, two and a half, and it would get bet up, and I would just bet it right away. And that didn't happen. And because it didn't happen, I don't have a bet in the game. Um, I, we'll come back to this game in a second. We very rarely get like breaking news on a Monday that could impact point spread on a Sunday like we have right now. It's oh. happening in real time right now, Ken. So you could get get the board up here on the Bengals-Texans game coming up on Sunday in Cincinnati. Um, Paul, Paul Denner, who covers the Bengals for The Athletic, this was just retweeted by Ian Rappaport of NFL Media. So Jamar Chase had that like nasty like basically fall where he couldn't he couldn't like get his yep. balance back first onto the turf and Chris Collinsworth was saying like guarantee like he's going to be crawling out of bed tomorrow morning so Jamar Chase speaking to the media today and I'm going to read the quote verbatim from Paul Denner of The Athletic. Jamar Chase making it sound like his back injury will be something worth monitoring a concerned tone from him quote I'm just going to support my teammates, man. Let those guys do what they got to do. Only thing I can do is get healthy for the team. So Ian Rappaport quote tweeted this, and he added, concerning. And and it is kind of concerning. And uh, I have BetMGM up right now, Ken, and, like, the Texans are getting bet right now, and this is now at, like, yep. maybe going to come off seven. Um, So kind of like, what's ha is that happening across the board right now? And, do you and we'll come back to this game in a second, but, like, again, like, this is happening in real time right now. What do you think about this Bengals-Texans game here with this news about Chase? And maybe he plays on Sunday, who knows? But at least casting a little bit of doubt on his availability for Sunday's game. Yeah, this is, uh, I don't know if it's going to come off seven completely everywhere, but the, I mean, the sevens all got bet and the sevens like a key number in the NFL. It, it takes a little bit to get us off of a key number. Like if it was five, I think it would just moved off five to four and a half, but the sevens have gotten bet. They're all juiced toward Houston. I think the next question is like, does the game go to six and a half that probably you would think that would happen later in the week with like more reporting on the story. You know, I don't know if it would go seven to six, like there'd be that much interest just on a Monday quote tweet. But again, just like to hammer this into people. Like, you know, you see a market move, like, oh, like, somebody must know something. Like, nah, man, Ian Rappaport quote tweeted something. Like, it got out there. And so, you know, everybody started betting one side. Like, there's no inside information here. Like, nothing remotely close to that going on. It's just literally something went public, and that affects the price in the market. That's what's happening in this game, where the Texans, who were, again, off of a game where they scored a billion points, and where CJ Stroud, like, broke every rookie record for passing, um, you know, may, may have been a lot of interest in them in the game anyway, at a full touchdown. Now this looks like it's kind of between six and a half and seven and then maybe later in the show we can kind of give an update like if six and a half actually start appearing in the market on the game i don't know if that's going to happen or not um but there has to your point not just at mgm but everywhere been a little bit of interest in this game we'll we'll get back to the colts and patriots i'll give my betting thought on the game but just like on this game i was really excited i still am excited to talk about it um so i i know last night because i actually i bet a couple games last night which like don't really matter for like content for the show but like i i, I bet a little texans eight last night just because i'm thinking like, I, 
if that's going to be what Stroud is, like, I wouldn't be shocked if the Texans won this game. And I think Cincinnati's awesome. But if Stroud's going to be that type of quarterback, and I think they're live, like, basically in every game they play. And I was going to say, Ken, like, it's this is less about, like, oh, look at the number that I grab. More than just, like, I kind of like Houston a little bit at a huge number to cover a spread with C.J. Stroud on the other side. So, like, at seven, I was going to be, I still like Houston. I would still bet Houston plus seven here. We're going to come off seven, though. Like, I think that kind of, like, complicates matters a little bit. That's kind of why I'm a little, like, uh... Because Houston was going to be the side that I wanted to bet in this game. And now I oh, feel okay. like if it's going to be six and a half the whole week, then I don't really know if I, don't know if I can get there with the Houston Texans if I'm not getting seven with that bet. Um, I know I it's not even, six uh, and a half yet, but I feel like we may be heading there. If Chase, Chase yeah, isn't going to play, we'll see. I don't, uh, I didn't even know it was eight last night. Like I just, I looked at stuff this morning. It was kind of already seven everywhere and the sevens have gotten bet, as I mentioned. Um, I was unlikely to bet the game, but if I was going to bet it, I would have laid Cincinnati for sure at seven. And I kind of just thought seven was the right number in the game. Um, so I'm going to approach this totally differently. Uh, and I'm going to be like kind of dying for a market move that lets me play the Bengals. At last, I think seven's like kind of the right number in the game. My number was like between seven and seven and a half. It's like, I try not to get too like with most teams at least get too wrapped up in like what happened the previous week and Cincinnati has been the exception right because like what they did two weeks ago absolutely determined what I bet yesterday like the fact that they smoked the Niners and Burrow looked okay did determine that but I think I even said this like I almost always do the reverse in those situations like not get too wrapped up in the previous data point whatever to me it's more like okay, now the Bengals are back to their normal rating, whatever. Like, they're not even interesting anymore. Like, they're just back to this rating and, like, they're back to normal and whatever. And, like, the Texans do this yesterday and I just go, man, like, I, and again, I looked at the market and I go, am I going to get, like, six in this game because everyone's in love with Texans now and then I'm going to bet. Like, I just, you know, Stroud's awesome. Like, also, you can look at, like, Carolina two weeks ago like Atlanta four weeks ago. Like these are just like a number of data points where you're like, yeah, there have been games where he's been really good. And then you've also had like total clunkers, like complete disasters on offense, which is usually driven by their lack of red zone uh, scoring. They were one of the worst red zone teams in the league in the first part of the season. So I, I'd be really careful with people that like, oh, the Texans are hot now. Be like, that hasn't really held up all year. They like stay, and and does that make sense? First year head coach, first year quarterback, young team. What are you going to get out of that? Unpredictability, probably. Some weeks you're going to get really good performances and some weeks you're not going to get really good performances. Seven, I think I was just going to like be on the sidelines, like Cincinnati a little, but like, I think the number's okay. And now like, let's just follow this story. Cause like if Chase is out, then I'm waiting for the bottom to bet Cincy. If Chase is like hurt and we're still on this number, it's probably a no bet. Um, but like, let's kind of see how the market forms for this game. I, I was not going to be on Houston here. So it's funny that we kind of approach this two different ways. Uh, the under also got bet, Ken, as I think kind of like makes sense of Chase. May, there's at least like right. doubt that he's going to play in the game. So we were 47 and a half, like a half an hour ago. Now we're through 47 down to 46 and a half. So basically like dealing with incomplete information here in this game. Uh, we'll talk more about it over the course of the week. It is worth noting Bengals head coach Zach Taylor addressing the media moments ago, saying that Chase is dealing with back soreness. The Bengals are going to take it day by day. So this seems like a very much like in flux situation. Maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't. Like who the hell knows with Jamar Chase coming up on Sunday. You better you bet with Nick and Ken handicapping week 10 in the NFL. We don't always get stuff like that during the show on a Monday. That was fun. Yeah, that was a weird one um, too. Right? And I didn't know what Not a player I expected. Like you were you were about to read an injury and in my head I go like, what do I think this is? And then I saw the Bengals game light up a lot while you were talking and I go, 
in my head, I just literally go, please just not Burrow. Like, please not Burrow. <laughs> yeah, please right, not. Yeah. Like, please not the calf again. Like, Zach Taylor reports to the media, Joe Burrow, like, aggravated that injury again. Be like, cool. Uh, just all there's traffic out here. I'll be right back. And just yeah, it's, that would have yeah. been really bad. But Chase, I can I can deal with Chase. That's OK. I actually think and like I can't prove this and we'll see that Damian Pierce being out yesterday might have really helped this Texans offense long term because Devin Singletary is so inefficient and they just abandoned the run at some point. It's just like, let's let's try to throw on every play. Like, that's what this and team no needs kicker. to do. Like, I. Like, so they, they yes, on down yes. And just annihilated everybody. <laughs> yes. So like, like, honestly, like enough with Damian Pierce and enough with Devin. They'll never do this. They should throw on every play. Of course, that's not going to happen, but I think it'd be pretty cool if it did. So that's the Bengals and the Texans. We'll give you more over the course of the week. So again, like I, I, I bet some Texans. We'll see what happens when like the market, like stabilizes over the course of the week. We can have a conversation a little later in the week. Um, Back to the Colts and the Patriots. So, Ken, you were saying that you were looking like to bet Patriots plus three. I am guessing that and it, this is never going to happen. Like, you would you would want three on either side, right? So, Patriots minus three, you want yeah. to bet the Colts. Like, that's oh, how definitely. I kind of look at this game. Like, I'm looking to yeah. take three on either side, which then I think raises, like, a, a good follow-up question, right? Which is, is this just, like, the first leg of a teaser and we could talk about, like, who else to pair it with? Uh, the rest of the day on Sunday. <laughs> are like the Patriots, Patriots so bad that you can't even tease them? Like, are they so bad you can't even do that? That's my question. There's like, I, I don't know if I have any confidence they can cover any number against any team. That's how bad it is. And like, it's and, not good. I mean, I guess, do, what do you think the chances that Mac Jones is not the starting quarterback for this game? And who is it? 40. I think it's. I'm trying to think of like what I think exactly what the actual like right the number pie chart. is. Yeah. I think it's. I keep wanting to say a number, and then I'm like, ah, it's probably like it's probably not that. I'll say 65% he starts, 35% he doesn't, and if he doesn't, Bailey Zappi plays. Is my guess. Right. That's kind of that was kind of what I was thinking too. I actually I think I had Mac playing more than that, but I have this. I usually have all the quarterback games or the games where I think there's like an interesting quarterback issue, like color coded and like this. I had this one, and I literally look at it and go, "Why do I have this?" Oh, right, because Mac Jones. Dude, is so that bad. interception yeah. at the end, that interception yeah. at the end of the game yesterday when they're driving like to tie. All they need is a field Impossibly goal to tie bad. the game and send it to overtime. Like you, yeah. like you just you can't. And he's openly talking about how like he's he's starting to lose confidence. Maybe like right, maybe sixty five percent's bullish. I think the problem is that like the Patriots again, and we've done this over the course of the season. Like they told everyone what they think of their backup quarterbacks. Like they claimed Will Greer off, off the Cowboys practice squad. They cut Zappy. They cut Malik Cunningham, and then they went through waivers, and then they resigned them. But they don't think any of these guys are any good. So maybe it is just Mac, and like, and maybe they're like soft tanking. I I don't claim to know. That's not right. reporting. I don't know. I don't know. Because they because again, like they have the worst record in the AFC. Like they got like if they want to like quote like tank like not really like tank like they're gonna start mac jones but if they want to lose a lot like they just like the giants like they really have they have a, and the patriots those nfc teams all have bad records but they got to play other NFC. patriots have a brutal schedule still like they can lose every game i mean that's really easy they can go two and 15 no sweat and uh and cap it off losing to the jets finally and uh in week 18 for the jets go to the playoffs or, maybe or something or, with aaron Rodgers on the or, field right yeah exactly or or the Patriots will beat them. We'll lose every game right. and then beat the Jets and in week lose 18. the number one pick and maybe lose the number one pick as a result of it. Imagine, imagine if they're two and fourteen going into that game and they still beat the Jets. Well, I'm saying, what what crappy quarterback could they draft in the sixth round to will turn into the next Tom Brady? Like, who is it this year in college? Like Carson Beck. Right. <laughs> like a Carson. I 
no idea like what his draft stock is no idea right uh, I don't. I don't even know either. It, not not a first rounder would probably be how I would look at it. Like, who knows? But I don't care. Jordan Travis, whatever. Uh, Penix. I don't think Penix is first rounder. He's like uh, twenty seven years old. I guess last thing here. So the hashtag Steichen over didn't hit yesterday. It's forty. We're less than forty four here. I think I have less confidence in the Patriots scoring than Bryce Young. And I just. It's bad. Is it Mac Jones unders? Like, do we really think he can I, get yanked? That, that, maybe we'll do that on the other side, and then we'll get to the Saints and the Vikings. Our guy Josh Dobbs on Sunday in Minnesota. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Third and four. Time. Catch! Brandon Powell, touchdown Vikings, and they have the lead. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. King Chris Myers. A game like that, with a performance like that from the great Josh Dobbs, demands a regal play-by-play effort. King Chris Myers supplied it to us yesterday. What a what a game. Like, the, the, the Jaron Hall and Taylor Heineke for the Vikings and the Falcons at the start, and we end up with one of the most dramatic and, like, what will be one of the most talked about regular season games this year. And, like, on a, this is one that we'll probably remember, like, a decade from now. We'll remember this Vikings-Falcons game for how it for how it finished. Jaron Hall gets concussed early. He's playing well, too. He gets concussed. Josh Dobbs comes in. Doesn't know any, any of the plays. Doesn't know any of his teammates' first names. Kevin O'Connell after the game. Kevin O'Connell, by the way, might be, like, one of the best coaches in the NFL. He's awesome. He's apparently like telling Josh Dobbs like exactly like what's happening on each play, like leading up to the play obviously being run. His teammates are telling him the protection's going to be here. They're going to be blitzing from here. Dobbs is a literal rocket scientist able to diagnose it in the moment. Just like one of like the all-time great stories like in the National Football League. It was really, it was like masterpiece theater. Also, Arthur Smith lost. And I absolutely loved it. Jake, roll the music back up here. And we'll uh, we'll talk about the Falcons coming up a little later. As Arthur Smith has announced, Taylor Heineke will start another game, likely against Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. But for now, Josh Dobbs, officially Minnesota starter, named today by Kevin O'Connell. No surprise. He literally led them to victory yesterday in insane fashion. They're now 5-4, and four, and O'Connell's talking about opening up the 21-day practice window for Justin Jefferson. So I'm not saying he's going to be back this week. It might be next week. It might be in three weeks. He might not come back at all. Who knows? Just that some optimism right now around this team. They host the New Orleans Saints on Sunday. The Saints coming off their seven-point win at home against the Chicago Bears. The point spread in the market, New Orleans, a two-and-a-half point, two-and-a-half point road favor to Josh Dobbs and the Vikings. Ken, the total is 41. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Saints and Vikings. I mean, do we even have to do the segment? Like we, I mean, we everybody, we everybody already knows. Yeah, I mean, everybody, like I just said, I know we're on till seven, but uh, yeah, I I like the Vikings in the game, sure. And I think you love the Vikings in the game is going to be my guess based on that introduction. So, I mean, also it's just... Like, uh, also, like, imagine not, imagine not teasing the Vikings up to plus eight and a half against uh, Derek Allen. Yeah. Yeah, you the the Vikings too. So I know on the uh, on the Colts Patriots game, I was like, maybe the Patriots are so bad, I don't want to tease. I wanna I wanna tease Minnesota in this game desperately. Yeah, get get New Orleans into a one possession game and and see what happens. Um, so it, again, to go back to the last segment, the segment before this idea of like did, did something a team did the week before 
did they do something particularly extreme? And then the second part of that, which is very important, is like, is that causing the market to move in a particular direction that's a little wacky or a little unpredictable the week before? And yes, there was an extreme thing in, in the Vikings game. Everything you just said was pretty extreme. <laughs> like that this happened and Dobbs is like a hero. I mean, how many got how many how many football players does NASA tweet about like the day after a game? And they did. Um, so it just like, yeah, that's pretty crazy. But here's the thing, like they're playing a team that won last week and the market is like, hasn't it like, I, I was worried. I was like, oh God, like are the Vikings going to get bet to be a favorite here? And I just won't bet the game. Like, I'm just not going to bet the game if they're going to be favored. It's like, nope, because the Saints won. And it's just like, nope, business as usual. Here's like a power rating kind of number for this game. So we do get to bet like the team with uh, the most drastic coaching difference uh, probably of any game taking place this week. We get to bet O'Connell and, and Flores and everybody against Derek Allen. And uh, and I get to bet Josh Dobbs. And this might be the last week I get to do that. Cause like, if they win this, this is where like, they're gonna win this. And then it doesn't it doesn't have to be next week, but just like, as this goes along there, it's not gonna be like a buy time for the Vikings with Josh Dobbs. But I think we get another week, kind of like the Bengals. I think we get another week out of this because the Saints won last week and the market's kind of holding with this type of a number. Yeah, I love the Vikings in the game. So, uh, I yeah, Minnesota easily. I don't even really want to talk about it anymore, but I do want to talk about the Vikings like big picture. So if you want to talk about the game real quick and then we could do that. Uh, yeah, just well, go ahead. Because, uh, yeah, I agree with everything yeah. you said. Also, just like my, my, my one note would be, uh, so last season, the Vikings obviously go 13 and four and they win all these one score games. And it wasn't that like people were trying to, or me or anyone else is trying to take anything away from Kevin O'Connell and the job that he did is obviously like in contention for coach of the year a lot of the season. It's not that anyone was trying to take anything away from O'Connell. I think people were more just like, hey, like the Vikings are way over their skis. Negative point differential. They win literally every single one score game and then they lose in the first round of the playoffs like the Giants. Think about how bad that looks now. So I think that now, one and four, season circle in the drain, Jefferson out. To win these four games in a row and the way that they won yesterday, like with the quarterback situation they had, I I don't know that there could be like a, I guess that there are bigger coaching mismatches, but I mean, Dennis Allen on one side and I get Kevin O'Connell. I feel really good about that. That would be the one thing I would add about this game. And I agree with everything yeah. else that you said on the, on the game itself. I know you had some bigger picture thoughts on Minnesota. Right. So again, it's like, I, like, well, you just said you don't like to play teams off like extreme outcomes. Like, why do you like the Vikings? Because the market ain't moving on this. Like, we're we're still we're just sitting Saints two and a half. I, like, I made the game Saints two and a half. There's no extra anything built into this for like that the Vikings are this amazing story and Dobbs might be this like, you know, quarterback that comes in and kind of like allows the team to make the playoffs and like all of this extra narrative stuff. None of that in here. I, probably because the Saints have looked pretty good recently. Awesome. Can't wait to take the two and a half. Uh, the Vikings, because of what happened yesterday, which is like, it's like just the best story. It's awesome. Like think about yesterday, we had that, Agunbawale kicking for the Texans, the Raiders cigar. Like yesterday was a great, like stuff going on around the football, like not the actual plays, but like narratives about the players playing. Yeah, just like a cool day with like a lot of interesting, fun, just fun things happening. And, uh, and this was one of them. The Vikings have started to get discussed for some awards now. Because this thing, I get this is like the story of the day is that Dobbs did this and the Vikings did this and so many like really like fun, interesting things have been written. So this has manifested itself in two ways. Uh, O'Connell got his price lowered a lot to win coach of the year. 
the idea being, oh man, like if they made the playoffs with this group, then how much, this is basically the Robert Sala handicap, except O'Connell has a better chance to do it, to be honest. And then uh, the second player that's, that's seen his price drop a lot is Josh Dobbs for comeback player of the year. And like, I won't, I won't pretend to say like, I know exactly what comeback player of the year is going to be. Cause to be honest, like, you know what comeback player of the year is? It's whatever, whatever, whatever everybody decides it to be. And if everybody loves this guy enough, they'll just make it up and give it to him. And like, I won't be, I, it doesn't matter what I think, who cares? But like, until I see people doing that, <laughs> I'm going to be like kind of skeptical that this is like a, a thing coming back from what? He played in a winner-take-all playoff, like almost a playoff game at the end of last season for Tennessee and got traded a bunch and was also never, and you're gonna be like, well, Geno Smith. Geno Smith was like a, somebody referred to him as a reclamation project in a conversation I was having, like a hyped guy who kind of like fell from grace and was bad and then was able to get back. Also, he's the needle in a haystack. He doesn't, players like him never win and he won and he's different than this. Do Dobbs was never good. He was always just like a no-name guy. And now he's having a moment. I had somebody else I was talking to who made a great point. It's almost like if this was the most improved player award, like the NBA gives out, then you'd really be cooking here with Dobbs because he's never really been anything. Now he's in a spot, three touchdowns yesterday. He's gonna go, you know, maybe go to the playoffs. That makes sense. Comeback player of the year, like coming back from what? Like coming back from being bad. Yeah, but that implies that at some point he was good and then got bad and then was good again. Like, where's the arc here? There's no arc. So again, I don't have to be right about that. He's like the third choice in the market to win the award right now. My kind of like not even strong opinion, just my opinion of this is kind of like we're in a bubble with how everybody feels about Josh Dobbs right now. And when we get like three weeks out, it'll be like, man, remember when like he got hyped to win this? That didn't make any sense. Like, I think that's what's happening right now. But also, this is the stupidest, weirdest award we have. And what you're seeing in the market is no one knows who's going to win. Everyone's coming to the realization DeMar Hamlin won't win. That's happening big time. And everyone's scrambling. Like, well, all right, it's not Hamlin. Uh, maybe this guy. Uh, maybe this guy. And that's what's happening. And Dobbs is the flavor of the week. So of course he's going to get talked about for this weird award that no one knows who's going to get. So like, I, it doesn't. it's not that he can't win or his price won't drop. They win this game. Where do you think the price is going to? But nobody's like talking yet about whether he would even get votes or how that would make any sense. And until that happens... I can't figure it out, so I can't bet it. <laughs> so, like, it's just, he's the weirdest figure. It's almost like, it just, so he's getting an award for, like, story of the year. Like, that's almost like the award that he's getting. And it's like, well, like, this, the award's called comeback player of the year. Can we at least invent a comeback here that, like, hasn't happened yet or existed? It should be the so Good he, Vibes Award. That's what, it's, right. it's called the Good Vibes Award. It's, it's just it's being warped so much right now like it started last year with gino who was like never hurt he was just bad and then like he was hyped and then bad and then good and he had like a really long career in order for that to happen i guess people could decide dobbs just gets the same treatment like journeyman quarterback and he ends up like you know making good and making the playoffs because again and i'll just say this again like i don't think he's gonna win and i think this is all really stupid but who cares what i think like if we get five weeks from now when everyone's like yeah it's dobbs I gotta listen to that. Even if I think it's nuts, like the awards, whatever everybody decides it is. And maybe they're gonna decide it's him because they don't wanna, they, nobody else makes sense. I don't know. I haven't bet it, not gonna bet it this week. Gonna try to ride out this storm and see what happens. And we can talk about O'Connell too, if you want. But I just, that's that, you know, awards we usually do on Thursday, but man, this is like such a disgust thing right now. And Dobbs is such an interesting person and an interesting story. Just wanted to kind of like give my two cents on how I feel about that market right now.
You better you bet with Nick and Ken, Magnificent Football Monday, talking the Saints and Vikings. We'll get to the Steelers and Packers in a second. I'm glad you asked about Kevin O'Connell because I'm literally laying in bed last night thinking, I, I'm, I'm like, I think the Vikings are America's team right now. I think the Vikings are going to be like everyone. Like you might have a favorite team unless like you refer team in the NFC North. Like you could be a Giants fan. Maybe you're a Broncos fan. Maybe you're, you know, like an Arizona Cardinals fan. But the Minnesota Vikings, I feel like are going to be everyone's second favorite team now. If like this is what it's going to be, like how are you not going to love this team? And I understand they won 13 games last year. So like there ain't one in 13 games this year. If they go like nine and eight with Dobbs or like 10 and seven and make the playoffs... I, I understand it's a worse record than last year. I I think O'Connell would be my coach of the year for whatever that's worth, which might be nothing. He's 22 to run one right now at BetMGM. What about O'Connell coach of the year here quickly, and then we can move on? So, like, could he win? Uh, sure. Definitely could win. I think he would actually be the first winner who was worse than the year before record-wise. I think that's actually never happened. I went back through my stuff. I think there's a couple times it was, like, one game difference better, but, like, nobody's ever been worse, and this will be, like, a lot worse. Like, this will be, like, three games worse or something, and win. That's more, not maybe. the reason to not bet it, and that's not, like, I, I'm just saying that because it's an interesting note. That has nothing to do with the handicap of this, because if they make it, no one's going to care. I almost swore on the air. No one's going to care that how many games they won last year you're totally right about that it's like a mike vrabel thing like oh well the titans made the playoffs they were really good the year before did you see how the injuries that they had and they got the number one seed in the afc and he won anyway so like this is kind of the same thing my only problem with this so for this to happen they gotta win a lot and they gotta win like the next four almost so they got they have the the lions twice in the last three weeks they have i had their schedule up a second ago and i'm gonna have to open it up again because my phone shut off uh they have at I got cincinnati it. At Cincinnati in week 15. So they close at Bengals, Lions, Packers, at Lions. Like three really tough games in there, to be honest. Even for a team that's like we're all rooting for. So like the, whatever they're going to do to get to 10, they got to do it right now. Like you have to beat New Orleans. They're at Denver next week. Got to win that. Home against Chicago. Must win after that. Bye. And then at the Raiders, kind of have to win all four. Or at least win three of four to really have like a realistic shot at this thing. And I guess they could like make it as like an eight and nine team if everyone else loses two in the NFC. But like, okay, if they're eight and nine and they make it, is he winning? No, I think you want him to go over 500 to win coach of the year. Okay. If you think O'Connell's a good bet for coach of the year and you think Dobbs is a good bet for comeback player of the year, just bet a lot of money on the Vikings this week. You get the money right now, they have to win. If they lose, they like can't win these things. It's like that. Then they're gonna beat the Lions a couple times. Like they gotta win all these games. They can't win almost. You're really putting them behind the eight ball. The momentum has to keep going for your awards bets to cash. And even if they gain the momentum and they win, there's still no guarantee you're winning anyway. O'Connell could make the playoffs, and Dan Campbell wins out, and he wins the award. So like then, like you don't even get the money. Like you made a good bet that he won't even win. There's a chance Dobbs isn't even eligible for this. So like if you like those two awards. My best advice is just, like, get paid in six days then. Because if you're right, then they go on this run and they win these games and they make the playoffs. They almost have to win this game. It's not one-to-one, -one, like, they can lose and still make it. But, man, it's going to be really tough. And, like, I, I think you're just better off betting them going forward. Bet them to go on a run here and get the money really fast. Awards don't pay out for more than three months still. Like, I don't want to bet Dobbs 9-to-1 comeback player of the year when I don't even know if people are going to, like, treat him that way. I just, if you think this is a real thing, like I'm with you, it has the potential to be a real thing. Just bet the Vikings this week. You get paid, you get paid this weekend. Like, and you can be right. 
oh, I, I was right. Dobbs is, they went on this run. Great, now you got the money right now. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. So I just, I think there is almost a one-to-one -one correlation there. I, that's why I think you don't bet the awards guys right now. That's why I haven't bet Salah. You need him to win like every game. Just bet him in the games. And uh, I think we will tonight. Uh, we'll give you all our bets well, for Monday Night Football. On the, There's no sure. question we're betting them in this one. Yeah. And the Vikings and then, uh, in this one. And there. I'm excited to talk the Jets Raiders game coming up on Sunday night sure. next week. We'll do that coming up on the show tomorrow. But we got a bunch of games. We still got it big time. <laughs> There's a number of jokes I can tell right now, but I'll just, <laughs> just, just preview some stuff to end the segment. Um, we're on the other side. We'll hit the Steelers and the Packers. We'll hit the Bucks and the Titans. Hopefully, Will Levis is going to play, and maybe we'll get to the Niners and the Jaguars as well. And Duval to wrap up hour number two. Nick and Ken, you better you bet on a Monday. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. I do like the idea of renaming Comeback Player of the Year the uh, the Good Vibes Award. This Comeback yeah. Player nonsense. The Geno well, Smith had good vibes. Sense. Most year it makes sense because there's a guy who got hurt, like who was awesome, all pro, got hurt, came back, played really well. You go back through history, like most years there's most years there's more than one player. Like Gino won last year. But I think what people forget is like Saquon and McCaffrey were the two other nominees. Like it's a, yeah, like that's the caliber of player we're talking about here. Also, you could be like, well, Geno Smith, he sucks. Geno Smith made the Pro Bowl last year. They made the playoffs. Like Josh Dobbs ain't making the Pro Bowl. Like, sorry, that's not happening. So like he can win because what if there's just nobody else and everybody just decides this guy's so awesome, he should just win a trophy. They could just decide that. And if they did, and if, well, and if it seemed like that's where we were headed, then we would bet it. Well, maybe we should turn this into like a right-wing talking point. Like, well, in today's society, when everyone no. gets a trophy. <laughs> yeah. Has always, been the always said that. In the, uh, in the power hour, the final hour, well, we are always awake. We're always mm. on the air. That's so true. technically, I think we're, there you have it. Final <laughs> hour of the show, power hour. Yeah. All our, all our, by the, I, I'll say, just like last note here, and we'll get back to the games. I, I normally don't feel like the difference is this this is daylight savings time or what's the other one yeah. what's this one this was daylight savings no, they're, they're both daylight like savings. the names of them spring spring okay. forward and fall back those are the names of the, I, the season i normally like don't feel the extra hour of sleep oh. i did yesterday and today yeah. i was like oh my god i feel i feel like i'm supposed to get for like 10 hours that extra one hour so listen i hate it because it's like dark outside already but also like right. i feel a little refreshed a little more pep in my stuff this morning do, uh, do i'll you? hate it again I, yeah uh, daylight savings is it's it's neat that all of us grown-ups agree on this that we're all going to change the clocks but no nobody told the kids guys like nobody told them like they don't care they don't know they're on their schedules so like you know you know when my, my son's wake up at 6 30 you know when he's waking up now 5 30 you know why because it's the same time that's why he's <laughs> yep, waking up at that time, time. just so i just you know like, hey, neat concept, everybody. Also, like, no one under eight understands anything that's going on here. So they're just going to all wake up at their times. So I'm, you know, I don't really like daylight savings in our house. I'm just going to be honest. Well, I, well, I don't have kids yet, at least. I got, I got a little more yeah. pep in my step this morning. Uh, in the power hour, the final hour of the show, we'll bring you all our bets for tonight, including Monday Night Football, the Jets and the, and the Chargers. Uh, the whale capper, Drew Densick, will join us next hour here, giving us bets for tonight and for the weekend in the NFL. But for now, we continue our handicap coming up week 10 in the National Football League. And we move to Pittsburgh, where... Uh, I'm not really surprised by the movements in this market, but now it creates an opportunity or a situation where, like, do I... 
I, I really like don't want to bet Green Bay, but I feel like I can never bet Pittsburgh at this number now. Uh, in this Super Bowl 45 rematch, the Steelers three and a half point favorites against Green Bay at home. Green Bay coming off a win yesterday against the Rams. We're like, could the Rams have played worse in that game? Could Brett Rippon have played? What a frustrating game to bet the Rams in. Anyway, Pittsburgh laying three and a half against the Packers. Total 37 and a half. And we do have some breaking news. And I think like the betting market kind of priced this in already. Um, Cardinals head coach Jonathan Gannon speaking to the media right now. Saying Kyler Murray will start on Sunday at home against Atlanta. If all goes well in practice. Kyler's going to take reps with the starters this week. Also like they have to activate him to the active roster this week. Or he's inactive the rest of the year. So I think like. Kyler very likely to play on Sunday. Jonathan Gannon all but confirming that. Um, we can, we'll can we get to that game kind of as we move along. But Ken, thoughts here on the Steelers and Packers again with Pittsburgh. This open three and has now been bet up to three and a half. Uh, oh, wait. Do you, do you have it at three and a half? I have it as went back to three again. I see threes all oh, across the board now. Yeah. MGM, I have a three too, I think. Like on oh, the screen right now, it says three. Yes, you are. Yeah, yep, so, that, is, that, is, that, is, that is correct. So, I was going right. off what I wrote in my notebook before the show. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's literally like 2 p.m. Eastern. Like you were, everything you said was 100% correct. And I hadn't even double checked the board until just the break right now. And uh, and I go, whoa, like we're back to three in the game. Like what happened? And uh, yeah, so there, we've already had interest in both sides in this game. And everything you said was true. Uh, open three got bet out right away. And the three and a half got bought on Green Bay. And we're just back to three again. I I think it's really unlikely. And I, to be fair, because sometimes I'm like, man, we go through all these games. Do I ever have bets? I think I've had a really strong betting opinion on literally every game we've done so far. Well, maybe not Patriots. This game is one where I'm just going to be like, I don't, I don't have an angle to make a bet that I'm going to be confident in in this game. I can't, I can't bet Green Bay in any small number point spread game, any of them. It pick a number between like one and five and a half. And I like I can't bet them in that game. Like they I think they're that bad. They have a chance to get railroaded in like every game that they play. And but I also can't bet a team with like negative yardage differential, negative point differential, whatever is like more than a field goal favorite or even a field goal favorite. So I, I think this is like fine. And I actually think this is one of those rare situations where if it was three or three and a half, I like wouldn't care. And I like wouldn't want either side of the game. And I think the total should be really low, and it is. So for me, this was just like cool, like that nothing to say here. I think my my inclination on Friday when we talked about this game following Pittsburgh's like a, 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 a pull a rabbit out of their derriere and get another win like in that fashion this season over the Tennessee Titans was like three. I'm going to be interested in Pittsburgh. And I think that if the number's going to be three, I guess I would bet it because I just like like to have money on games. Like I guess I'd bet, but it would not be like one of my favorite bets. Um, I would never bet Green Bay plus three. I would have interest in Green Bay if this number like started to get bet out a little bit. Um, I guess this is I'm kind of like talking myself into like I'd like to have a bet on the game. I don't feel confident right. in it. The ends. Yeah, I think that and it, yes, we can way, move like, on. It's it's okay that that's all there is here. Like that was Eagles Cowboys last week for like the entire week. And I know, like, the Eagles ended up covering the game, obviously, but, like, I'll be honest, the entire time I'm watching that game, I just go, man, it was great to have no money on this game. <laughs> like, man, it was awesome. Like, Cowboys, and I know the Eagles, like, looked pretty good in the game. I just, Over I always thought good. three was kind of the right number. Like, I always, always thought three was kind of the right number, and I was kind of, I kind of feel like three is the right number in this game, but I, I'll just, I'll also add to that. I do think three is kind of the right number. If it went to three and a half, like, I, I actually don't think I could bet Green Bay even at that. I just... I think they're that bad. Like Jordan Love on the road, small number, not something I'm interested in. And uh, I think this, I think the Packers, honestly, I think they're in that mold right now. Like in these kind of games, like they're going to actually find ways to lose the game. Like they're going to find ways to lose the game. And the Steelers are the prototypical find ways to win game team. Like the skin is going to land three or four a lot. I don't know. And I think the Steelers are likely Can to I... win, but so is the market. You know what? Like 
Okay, you better you bet with Nick and Ken. We'll get to the Bucks and Titans in a second. Is it, uh, I mean, what's the money line price here for Pittsburgh? Minus 165. 165. I, I, I might just do that. Let's play the Steelers to win. To play them in the first half. To, well, actually, no, you can't. These are two, these are like the two worst first half teams ever. I, I saw the Packers and I go, oh, well, whoever the opponent is. And I go, by the way, but, one thing and, I was right about last week, like I was like, <laughs> and I forgot about it until I was watching the game. I go, why didn't we ever circle back to this? We were talking about first half with Rams and two brutal first half teams. And it was going to be a backup quarterback and everything. And we closed that segment and I go, how is it not just like first half under? Like, how is like that? Not just the bet. Like, how is there just going to be no points scored in the game? Is that, is this game going to be like zero? Can I, can I do exact halftime score? Like three, three? Can I like, can I bet that? Like these, these are two teams where it's like you wait till way late and then they're only marginally better, but they are better. And I don't, I don't know how points are scored early in this game. I actually think I've just talked myself into a bet. And I didn't think I was going to have any bets. I think it might be like the first half under or something like that. Uh, and like the one thing I think I feel confident in, Jordan Love will find a way to lose the game at the end and Kenny Pickett will find a way to win the game at the end. I just right. think the Steelers are going to win and find some way to play it. Halftime, full-time? What about, uh, here's here's the dumbest bet. Hat, double result, halftime, tie, full-time Steelers? I'm into it. I mean, that's going to pay a lot because it won't win, but like it'll pay a lot of money. And uh, you're betting, betting on a tie in the first half, just the stupidest thing. Honestly, like, it could just be Packers Steelers double result too. Like maybe they lead three nothing at the half or something, and nobody does anything. That's the kind of game it feels like to me, anyway. Or or maybe the Steelers like like win the game like seventeen three. Well, if they do that, they're probably tied at three at the half, and then it's <laughs> yeah, and then and then and then, and then it's three three running. with three minutes left. Right. And here's yeah. pick it pick pick it to pickens and then pick six, and there you have it. It's the yeah, pick pick picks. pick fourteen points yeah. exactly. Uh all right. Bucks and the Titans coming up next. Uh, Tampa, uh, about a one-point home favorite coming off there. And honestly, like, what a crud. They'd be 4-4 four and four if they had held on to win that game. Just a, a brutal Going effort by the defense too. against... Uh, yeah, and like, and they're, they're in the it division. for the seventh seed. They're still in it, I guess. But I mean, that's a really crushing loss. So Tampa, about a one-point home favorite right now. A total 38.5 against what we think will be Will Levis and the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I guess, like, over the course of the week, maybe Tannehill, maybe they maybe they go back to Tannehill. I think that would be so insane that I actually can't imagine it happening with the way Levis has played. So I think it'll be Levis, but I will reserve judgment, obviously, until Wednesday when Mike Vrabel talks to the media. So for now, Ken, Bucks a really small home favorite, as we expected on Friday when we talked about this game. Total 38.5. Thoughts here? Any bets? Bucks and Titans. Well, we did this last week because Tennessee played Thursday night. So we did P squared, B squared Friday. I said it would be almost impossible for either team to be favored by three unless Tampa like crushed Houston or something. And maybe they could get out to three in the game. Otherwise, one team was going to be favored by a small number. That's what we have. So that's not surprising. That doesn't make me want to bet anything. I'll tell you something that's interesting. So I don't think I'm going to bet the side right now. And there's plenty of time for me to come up with a bet that I like in the game. I'm a little surprised that the total opened 39 and went down. I'm like a little surprised by that based on what we saw from the Tampa defense last week and what we saw from Levis and like Tampa's not going to be able to run the ball in this game and they're running back stink anyway. So Baker Mayfield's going to throw the ball a lot and he's going to have success doing that. And then Levis comes off a game like Thursday Steelers crowd going crazy short week. That's not a situation you're going to succeed in a lot. And he still managed to do really well. And now you have the idea long rest Tampa home field advantage, which is Zippo. Like I just probably weather's good in this game too. 
feels feels like an over. And I I know that's dangerous because it's like here's here's Will Levis and Baker Mayfield and the Bucks can't run the ball at all, and you're gonna bet the over. It's like I, yeah, I think I am. And conservative coaches too. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why it starts with a three. Just. It kind of seems like it over to me. I, I don't know. That was my that was the bet I looked at in this game. I I agree completely. And there are times where I'm like, I throw it to you, and I'm like, well, I I have something I really like here, and I wonder if Ken's gonna like it also. And then you do, and I'm like, yes, this is great. Uh, yeah. I mean, look at what look at Tampa secondary yesterday. They got abs absolutely cooked, like in embarrassing fashion, honestly. Uh, like why can't Will Levis have? Maybe he's not gonna go for four seventy and five. And the total's going down. But the, yeah, I, I thought and, this over would be so attractive to people, and I'd be like, ah, now I can't bet it. Like, it's going to, now nah, it's up to 41 or something, like, whatever, can't do it. Like, you got, again, like, you had an extreme outcome. Their defense is awful. Here comes a, a quarterback on extra rest who I think should have a lot of success. Like, Toll's going down. No way. No way. Like, I, yeah, I totally agree with you. And if you had to pick the winner of the game, who would you take right now, assuming it's Levis? Like, Tennessee by three in the most excruciating way possible. I, I think so also. I might bet I might also just bet Tennessee to win the game and ten a much better coach and probably honestly the They're better. They're a great teaser like too. They're a really guy. Tampa Tampa not blowing anybody out. Even Will Levis. I, I'm I'm not suggesting the Titans should be favored, but also wrong team favored. Better coach <laughs> and quarterback and their dogs. Hour number three coming up on the other side. We'll start with the Niners and the Jaguars from Jacksonville.